0: Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to LJN Radio, and this is the podcast I Want to Be A. For every episode, we fill in the blank, looking to give you the expert point of view from a number of professionals in a variety of industries, hoping to give you the inside scoop on what it really takes to thrive in these different careers. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is the second part of I Want to Be an Occupational Therapist. Our expert guest on the subject is Jan Davis, who is a longtime experienced professional in the field. She used to have her own practice, now helps out on the educational and training side of things. Here in part two, she focuses more on the process of getting a job and also interviews, as well as pointing out some memorable experiences she's had over her career. So we've talked about the educational side a little bit, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, definitely opportunities out there and even the statistics I've seen, say so there's a lot of growth in this area. So take us into the process of going out to apply for a job, um, you know, interview-wise, maybe what what are important things to know when in going into an interview uh, just, I guess, some little tips, again, for the job seekers out there. Um, and maybe even in terms of, you mentioned volunteer worker. If there's an internship, is that the best way to get a job? What would you really focus on if, if you were a job seeker in, in today's uh, climate and, and looking to get into this profession?
1: Yeah, well, the internship that you just mentioned is actually a really nice bridge. Um, when you finish your, your training, your schooling at the university or at the college, then you're required to do an internship afterward. We call it field work. And so that, you know, like teachers have to do a student teaching and uh, doctors have to do a residency. Mm -hmm. Well, occupational therapists do a field work and they have to do um, a certain amount of time in physical disabilities and a certain amount of time in uh, mental health. And this is a really good time to explore the areas you might be interested in because it's one thing learning... The topics in school and learning what to do. It's another being out there and in the clinics and in actually in the workforce. And so you get to do this kind of bridge time with your field work. So if you find an area that you're really, really interested in and you might want to work there, I mean, I got hired on after my field work at the same place I'd done my field work. So they got to see me for three months doing occupational therapy and they said, this is the person we want to hire. Right. You know, it also you get a chance that you can look into other areas. So maybe you did your field work or your internship in an area that you said, you know, this isn't really the area I want to work in. So you can look at other areas, you can volunteer, you can do some, you know, going out and uh, observation sorts of things. So your question of then what do you do and, and how do you apply? You know, I think it's important to make a couple of choices. One is what is the area you want to work in? Are you especially wanting to be in pediatrics and you want to work with kids? That's not, you know, that might be something. And then you'll you'll look at job opportunities in that area. Some people really love working with the elderly and they love working in geriatrics and, and they like to be able to help people in that. Mm. Or if you have an area of interest and it, maybe you want to do something, it's not uncommon that somebody Know somebody they've had a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, a sister, a good friend who has been hurt in some way or has gotten sick, and they've watched an occupational therapist, and they'll say that is where I want to work. And you start to look into those areas. I think personally, it's a great idea as a new a new graduate in their first job to find a setting where they can learn as much as they can. So. I tell therapists when they're graduating and looking for their first job in the interview, ask what kind of educational benefits do they offer? Do they offer continuing education? Do they offer a chance for them to expand in their knowledge and their experience once they've gotten on the job? I think it's good to have a good mentor, to find a job where where there's somebody who will mentor you. So you're not just on your own, but you actually are working with a team of people that you know, have good experience and can help in your training. I think personally, that gives you a huge head start uh, to your career.
0: No, uh, it definitely sounds like perfect advice. Really, as you mentioned, just being able to continue to grow uh, right away out of out of college in that regard. When we talk about the interview setting, maybe a little bit when you are um, going in to apply for a job, or I should say, you already applied and you're going in to interview with the employer. Are you going through any sort of testing or assessments are they giving you situations at all or are they ask you to like analyze a situation or is it more straightforward just sort of you know they know they see what you've done on paper so to speak and it's just more about having that conversation and learning about you i mean any any tricks that anybody should know about that kind of thing and
1: uh-huh. not that i'm aware of in terms of of testing okay. and those sorts of things it's not unusual in a job interview to be asked what would you do in this situation sure if you have a patient who has this problem and you're, well, for example, um, one of the job interviews that I went on, they said, I was applying for a spinal cord injury position. And they said, okay, if you had a patient who had this level of a lesion, meaning that they can only use their arms and they can't use their legs at all, and they're in a wheelchair, what would you expect them to be able to accomplish and be independent? And how would you do that? So, Sometimes they'll ask you scenarios to figure out your problem solving. How do you, how would you approach that situation? I think that people who are looking at more intensive situations where there's a high level of experience required will get more specific questions like that. Mm -hmm. People who are new graduates, when you're being interviewed, when I'm interviewing somebody who's a new graduate, I don't expect them to have these high levels of, of experience and expertise. But what I want is I'm looking for somebody who's willing to learn, who takes initiative, who's a self-starter, who's motivated, and who really cares. That's the person that I'm looking for. So I'm going to ask questions related to those sorts of things. Because if I have a person who's really interested, really cares, really motivated, and has a high level of curiosity and is willing to learn, I can help them learn the specifics for the job that, that I'm interviewing them
0: for. Well, that's definitely good to know for our listeners out there, especially as you said, the ones that are uh, looking for their first job, especially um, just the, that little piece of advice there. I think that'll definitely help them. Now, we have talked a lot about, uh, you know, you've mentioned numerous things that you've done and, and might, what might happen during a day of work. But I did want to ask you if you had personally any situations, any individuals that maybe stood out for one reason or another, maybe it was uh Maybe it was a difficult circumstance. Maybe it was the individual themselves were just great to work with. Uh, and I, I know you have a lot of experience, but are there any that really stand out to you as as sort of ones that you know just always stuck with you and ones that you enjoy telling other people about?
1: Yeah, that's 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 actually a good question. I haven't I haven't thought about it, but as soon as you ask that question, you know there are three or four people that absolutely just popped out in my in my mind. One was um, he was on the Olympic kayak team. Oh wow. And he had a ski accident and and suffered a brain injury as a result of it. And he, you know, here's an athlete who was highly driven and highly motivated and somebody who, you know, I didn't, that was not a problem in therapy of me trying to motivate him. He was self-motivated. But there were so many complexities. He had difficulty speaking. He had difficulty understanding. He had difficulty moving and dressing. And and so what I needed to do for him is I had to be extremely creative and work at a high level with him to match his level of motivation. And it was incredibly rewarding. I had another guy that this was a really freak accident. He was a chef at, at a Marriott. He was at a very high level restaurant chef. And Every day on his way to work, he would go swimming for an activity to get some exercise. And he dove into a lake and hit a submerged tree stump mm. that he couldn't see. And when he hit it with his head, it blew out one of the vertebrae in his oh. neck. And he was literally paralyzed and hanging in the water face down. And he would have drowned, but a fisherman saw him wow. and saved him and held him. He actually climbed out over it he couldn't swim this fisherman he climbed out over a tree branch and just as my patient was starting to go under the water he grabbed the head of his hand his hair and held him in the water while the paramedics came and what happened was by holding him in the water with his head above mm-hmm. he held him in perfect traction so there was it ended up being very very little damage to his spinal cord and one of the things that we did working together was he had to be able to go back to work again and to be able to create these elaborate displays in the Marriott with, so we did all kinds of cooking activities (laughs) that were high level cooking activities. And it, it was sometimes, I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes I learn from my patients as much as I'm teaching them. So I enjoyed that. So the people that stand out for me are the people that I learned from as well as I was helping them, they were helping me.
0: Those are just awesome stories I mean that's that's I mean that's really to me it sounds like the essence of uh, you know this type of position and and the rewarding aspects that you've mentioned. Can you explain exactly like what that feeling is like when you're able to help somebody to that point? I know as you said you you you're getting something back with a lot of these patients as well, but I guess is there any way to to put some sort of description to what you feel when you're helping someone to that effect and you get them back to that point of of everyday activities and they thank you and is there any way to, to compare that to, to anything else you felt or experienced?
1: Well, you know, it 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 absolutely is. It's almost hard to describe, but there is a feeling that when you when you've succeeded and you've worked and worked and worked on something to help them be able to do that again, no matter what it is, whether it's getting out of bed or getting dressed or or being able to go back to work again or helping that child, you know, the children be able to. To get back with their friends again and to be able to do things that they weren't able to do before, and you just watch their face light up. There's, there's nothing like it. There's just, it's, it's really hard to describe, but it is such a fulfilling feeling that lasts with you. And it, I think about different patients right now, and I almost get goosebumps. And even if it was ten years ago, I think of patients that I made a difference in their life, and I know that that because of that that time I spent with them, that I know their life is better for it. It's it's something that there there's not much, there's just nothing better than that. There's no other job that I would ever want to do. I know that I can help people and I can make a difference. And I know that when they leave and they're finished with, with me working with them, that 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 has made a difference in their life. And, and I feel the benefit from that as well.
0: I definitely got to believe that people listening are uh, are getting anxious and, and interested and definitely uh, excited to look into a, uh, this profession. With that, we are getting a little low on time. So I did want to give you the opportunity, sort of put a cap on everything and maybe give our job seekers one last piece of advice or some sort of takeaway, as we always like to call it on our shows, that could help them looking to get in. An, into this industry or, or maybe just a small piece of advice from your experience that can help them along and, and really get them going full force into, uh, into hopefully becoming an occupational therapist.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I I think the best thing to do is start to see the different ways that occupational therapy helps people and going to the aota.org website is a great way to do that. In fact, there's there, there's a wealth of information on there. There are st- stories um, from therapists. There are stories from students on why they chose this profession. There's connections and links to live chats that answer questions like what we're doing now that go into more depth about how to do an interview, things like that. So the AOTA.org website is really good. Or look at anything. Go online and find out occupational therapy the thing that I have found is that because of our name, it's misconstrued and people don't understand sure. it. Physical therapy, it's easy. Speech therapy, it's easy. it's easy. Occupational therapy is really special, really different, and it really is a holistic approach. I would recommend that people, if you can in your area, wherever you are, find occupational therapists and to take a look and to watch what they do. Talk to some of the people, ask them what they liked about their profession. And I just think that. You know, this area is an area that is growing. It's continuing to grow. It's, it's an area that you can find jobs. You can make a difference in people's lives. The salaries are good salaries. And the other thing I just wanted to mention, it works really well with people who need to balance other things in their lives. For example, it's a job that can be done um, if you need to work on a part-time basis, if you need to not just work on a full-time basis. If you're juggling going back to school that you already have a family and you're needing to juggle things. It's a very um, flexible career that can be, you can work in a number of different settings and that you can work with your own, what you need to be able to do with your family life. So there are people who are older that go back into this career. It's not just somebody who's young that goes into this career. In fact, sometimes that your life experience and finding and choosing a new career as an occupational therapist bringing your own life experience can be incredibly beneficial to your sure. career as well.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like uh, it's an area that people could, uh, I mean, as you said, you can find a role for yourself, whether it be, you know, full-time, you know, master's degree, occupational therapy, or, uh, you know, if it's on a smaller scale, definitely an area people can help out. <coughs> Jan, thank you very much for coming on and just giving our listeners some of your knowledge, your perspective, obviously, the love and passion you have for for this industry and the position of occupational therapist. So hopefully it's something our listeners will be looking into. And uh, this this can only help, obviously. So thanks again for coming on today, Jan.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Of course, that is our expert guest, Jan Davis, who is a very experienced professional in the world of occupational therapy, both in practice and educating and training future OTs as well. That will wrap things up for us here on I Want to Be A, which is a part of LJN Radio. If you have any comments or questions, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.